Hi, this is Dr. Michael Walker with this week's 5-Minute Advocate. And this week, I'd like to shift gears a little. Instead of talking about a specific issue, to talk about advocacy more generally. My starting point is an observation made by former CIA undercover officer Amaryllis Fox. She said everybody believes that they are the good guy. For 10 years, Fox worked in counterterrorism during the era of America's war on terror. She was recruited when she was just a college student. She made these comments in an interview given some years after leaving the CIA. In the interview, she was speaking about Islamist extremism. Yeah, remember that? Mainstream media now has nothing to say about it, now that there's no prospect of another Western-led war in the Middle East. For a period of time, it was on the front page of the Murdoch tabloids nearly every day of the week. Today, I'm not going to focus on competing narratives of the war on terror. What I want to reflect on today is that Fox's observation also applies to domestic politics and to organizational politics and even to personal relationships. Everybody, everybody believes that they are the good guy. As Fox saw firsthand, the Taliban believed and still believe that they are the good guys. Xi Jinping believes he's the good guy, encouraging the prosperous advancement of a 2,000-year-old civilization. Vladimir Putin believes he is the good guy, defending Russia from NATO encroachment. Climate activists believe that they are the good guys. But guess what? Gina Reinhardt doesn't believe she's an agent of chaos. She also believes she's the good guy, delivering the raw materials that our society is built on. Labour supporters believe that they are the good guy, defending unions and the social security safety net. Liberal national supporters believe they are the good guy, defending hard work and free enterprise. In fact, within the Labour Party, the left faction believe that they are the only ones with principles, while the right believes they represent the values that voters relate to. The Liberal Party has the same division. It even works within movements and associations. Right now, we are having a national debate about the Voice to Parliament referendum. Yes supporters are convinced that they are the good guy, and no supporters are convinced that they are the good guy. I'm very involved in the Catholic Church. Within the Church, you have people who are more conservative and believe strongly in the value of tradition and maintaining customs and rituals from generations past. Then you have people who are more progressive and want to see the church adapt to different circumstances as the society around it changes. Religious conservatives believe they're the good guy. Religious progressives believe they're the good guy. This isn't unique to my church. The same dynamic is at work in other denominations and is at work within Judaism and is at work within Islam. So what of it? Well, assuming good intent on behalf of your adversaries is the first step to a real dialogue. If you believe they are just bad people, you're committing yourself to a position of agitation because they are not going to accept your starting premise. Just to be clear, I'm not suggesting that life is a free-for-all in which everyone's views are equally valid. If the climate movement or the peace movement were to go quiet, we will be headed for catastrophe. The problem is groups that happily sit in oppositional loggerheads repeating their standard lines and condemning their opponents out of hand. That is the problem. In her interview, Fox went on to say, The only real way to disarm your enemy is to listen to them, hear them out, be brave enough to really listen to their story.
Sooner or later, you recognise yourself in their story. One reason I can live in a church where people have different views is that I can recognise myself in the people with different priorities. What I find upsetting is when people come along and try to exacerbate differences and turn them into divisions. It is such a reckless thing to do, as 20th century Europe learned at a terrible cost. We are in need of listening to people with different views, rather than dismissing them with one-liners.